DJ and PK brought to you in part by Homie. Finally, the way real estate should be. Full service local agents, and you'll save thousands. Homie, a better way to buy or sell. So, PK, Saturday. Yeah. That was a bizarro time. You heard a quote from Tommy Lloyd that caught your attention. Oh, for the Ute game? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Horsing around. <What? laughs> pre-game meal? Yeah, yeah right? Pre-game meal, right? <laughs> you guys giving piggyback rides at pre-game meals? What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. Details don't know were sparse there. because I assume the details are embarrassing. I guess so, yeah. Arizona had a player miss the game against Utah, which didn't matter. Arizona won big. They're really good. But uh, he heard himself horsing around at the pregame meal. So, what have you done? Before we criticize someone else for doing something stupid and getting hurt, what have you done that was stupid and got you hurt? The old fork in the eye always does hurt. There's no (laughs) doubt about that. Uh, I've done some stupid things here recently, just a few weeks back. I was in a golf cart with my wife, and I drive, right? And for some reason, I always have my left foot dangling. Well, we got paired up with a group ahead of us, or with us, I mean, and they parked their cart ahead of us. So we've got to drive around them. I think to save time, I tried to drive around them to go to the red tees for my wife to hit, right? Well, my foot, my left foot was out, and as I'm going around to the right, and their cart's on the left, my left foot hits their cart and bends uh, backwards uh, for a sec for a second there. I thought I I thought I broke it. Ah uh, that sounds hurt awful. like a mother. Yes, and I let out an obscenity. Uh because it really hurt. I was panicked there for probably fifteen seconds. It's of course it seems like five minutes, you know. But I smacked it and it hurt so bad that I play this was on I think hole eight I played the rest of the round limping a little bit, and I was so grateful that it wasn't broken, and I will never, I'm like Joe Ingles, man, I'll never get kicked out again. I will never have my foot out. And it wasn't the first time I was was screwing around in a cart. There was a time in Hawaii, it was about uh, 12 years ago, and we went in the winter, and I was texting a friend of mine that, haha, I'm playing golf in Hawaii, in the first week of February, and you're back home freezing your butt off, and I wasn't looking, and I ran into a tree. <laughs> Hold on, what? You were texting while driving yeah, a was, golf cart, and you ran into a tree. I did. <laughs> wow. I did. And I had to go back and like put ice on my spine later. I thought I, I really thought I hurt myself really bad. Yeah, I was taunting him. And I wasn't. I wasn't going super fast. I mean, you can't. You can only go so fast in a golf cart. On you know, battery powered golf cart. And yeah, I ran into it. It wasn't a big, full tree. It was like a stump. Hmm. But still, I ran into it, and it hurt the back of my neck. Oh, whiplash yeah. in the golf cart. I know. Totally, totally. So those are two stupid things that I definitely have done, and I've done as done them as an adult, not as a college kid. Taking a fork in the eye during a pregame meal. When I was in college, the dumb thing I did, Thanksgiving weekend, my parents and my brother, I was working at the college radio station, and I, I think it was my junior year. And it might have been my senior year. 
And so uh, one of my brothers is away at college, and he was on the East Coast, so he didn't come home. So my parents load up my other brother, and they come up, and they stay in my apartment because all the roommates are gone. And my brother, uh, they just get there, and, <clears throat> and, and mom and dad, or I don't know, whatever they're doing there. And, and, and my brother is in, in my room, and he's sitting on one bed, and I'm sitting on the other, and he's got a football, and he flips it to me. So I catch it and flip it back, and we're talking about whatever, catching up. And each flip is a little, it has a little more spin or a little more arc on it. And suddenly he throws it and he hits the light in the room. And it's just a standard light fixture hanging in the middle of the room. And it breaks. And it doesn't break the bulb. It just breaks the fixture. The bulbs are fine. And so as the glass is dropping to the ground, and it makes a loud noise. And I mean, I'm looking right at it. I know exactly what happened. And the ball is dropping. For some reason, because my brain was telling me to catch the ball, I decide to reach through the falling glass and catch the ball. Now, I could have just sat on the bed, watched everything fall to the ground, and then laughed at him for being an idiot. Instead, I reach out through the glass. I catch the ball, but one of the last shards coming down sticks right in the back of my middle finger. So I go to rinse it out, and Mom sees what's going on, and she's like, that's pretty big. That's going to need stitches. What were you doing? <laughs> My brother's like, oh, believe it or not, we, we were playing ball in the house. <laughs> so I end up in the emergency room. I need seven stitches, all because I just couldn't sit there and watch the ball fall to the ground. Totally stupid. And Did I you get scolded? No. I was, I was old enough I didn't get scolded. I just got a look. It's past the scolding stage. But I, you, you iced your back, but you didn't have to go to the ER, did you? I had to go to the ER. I did not, no. I went to the ER when I was a, a senior in high school. It was President's Day weekend, and I had, uh, it was a Sunday night, and uh, I had a couple of friends with me. They were both females. One I totally had the hots for. One I'd actually took on a couple of dates before, uh, but there was really nothing there, and uh so I was in my parents' had a station wagon, and I've told you this story. And uh, I took a turn, and they had some uh, Sprite bottles in the back, mm-hmm. and it was dark. And I reached in and uh, to get them because they cracked, and I sliced my index finger. And, uh, and this is where the coach tells you the next day. <laughs> yeah, I go home that night. It's like. Uh, midnight wake my parents up because i can't stop the bleeding i went to my friend's house she tried to bandage it but the bleeding just wouldn't stop and i go home to my parents they're they're of course they're furious what are you doing you idiot uh what'd you have to drink nothing what you have to smoke nothing and it was true absolutely nothing nothing yeah and then i we it's a baseball season so we have practice the next monday uh, in February, obviously in Phoenix, you're outside in February practicing, and my my fingers all bandaged up, and I tell him the story, I tell him, and then I uh, tell the team the story, and then he pulls me over to this side and he said, "Hey, you know, in a few years after you've graduated and have gone on, I want you to come back and tell me what really happened." <laughs> and I was telling him gospel truth of what really happened. <laughs> <laughs> But my reputation oh, preceded me there. <laughs> so we did have to go that night. Uh, so it was like 2 in the morning. And uh, they had to... And you can still see a scar, actually. It's right uh, where the nail uh, goes down the left side of the uh, right index finger. But fortunately, it was a recovery time that allowed me to play in the very first game. 
and so I mean, that's very important. You, you, I mean, you, you don't want to have a two thirty hitter drop out of your lineup. Well, it's more the Gold Glove. Yeah, I did have only three errors and fifty five chances. One of which was a Baltimore chopper in Moon Valley's field, which facing west, and the sun got in my eye, so it really doesn't count. I've still got the scar, left finger or left hand, uh, middle finger. There it is. For me, it was more of the emotional scar that my coach didn't believe me on the story that I was telling. <laughs> Uh, we got some nominees coming in here from people who've done uh, stupid stuff. Uh, Jack says, I just got done telling someone, uh, hey, it's slick out there. Be careful on the ice. Then I got out of the truck, did an unexpected break dance, fell on the ice. Ouch. I'm glad it was the other assistant wrestling coach that's seen it and not the whole team. That and I also mean. love that he texted, that uh, he put on a Facebook page here that seen it, not that like saw it. it. I like the way you read it in Utah authentic style. Exactly. I read yes. it as it was written. You heard of you know New York-style pizza. Here it's Utah-style English. Glad it was the other <laughs> assistant wrestling coach that's seen it, not the whole team. Three laughing, crying emojis. Those falling on the ice things. Uh, we used to, when I went to NAU, uh, stayed in a Babbitt Hall, and it was right next to some uh, some classes, a uh, classroom, a classroom building, and it would get icy, and uh, we would look out the windows, and as particularly if it was a co-ed, because invariably somebody would fall, and then we would giggle like it was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> uh, and I don't think this is doing anything stupid to get hurt. There'd been freezing rain here a couple of years ago. I don't know, three, four years ago now. And I was coming home one night after working and got out in the driveway and straight to the ground. Boom, down. But was, I don't know if anything stupid. It was freezing rain. It was dark. I couldn't yeah, see it. Yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah. They would also, too, in the dorm, uh, there was a little front yard in the uh, little grassy area, and then there was a sidewalk. And to our right was a series of classrooms, right, class buildings of, of uh, classes. And so somebody uh, came up with the idea to put a line, a string out the window and put it in one of the trees and then put like a, a snake or something, whatever, I forget what it was, and have it drop as a gal would be walking. And mm-hmm. so then it would startle her. Right. And then everybody would laugh ridiculously. But you know, I mean, it was there. And most of the people who went to NAU were from Phoenix. So they weren't used to winter. So you had to do things to entertain yourself. And it was either that or do some stuff that can only be defined as debauchery. And uh, hence, I've got to get out of here. <laughs> it's All time right. to leave NAU. <laughs> I'm never going to graduate. Yeah. And I, I, I think the collective uh, GPA of that second floor in that hole that year could not have been over two. Unless there were just absolute geniuses who didn't need to spend time on schoolwork, and I wasn't one of them. Samuel says, My son was showing off at school in front of the Army recruiters. He was deadlifting. But the Army guys were showing him a different way to do it. And my son, he dropped the weights on his foot. He didn't break anything, but it was a good thing the football season was over. Oh, uh, yeah. When I was in high school, we were at a friend's house, and he had a set of weights, free weights, and I picked one up and uh, picked up a bar, and I went to move it, and I moved the right uh, end of the uh, bar right through a window. No! Ooh. <laughs> and this guy, good friend of mine at the time, uh, it was his parents were older. He was way younger 
uh, last kid. His parents were way older than the rest of our parents. And he was so paranoid about everything that it was in the middle of the day, and he demanded that we get it fixed right then and there, right? Because uh, he, he wanted it done before his parents got home. Uh, and I thought it was a, it was a mis- you know, we were horsing around. It's, it's not that big of a deal. It wasn't like it was a huge picture window, but it nevertheless was a glass window. So we call a glass company to come out, and while we're waiting, the pe- neighbors saw a hole in the glass and saw some people like myself that they didn't recognize. They call the cops. Yeah. So the cops show up. Hold on. Oh, no. (laughs) So it's in the middle of the day, and the cops show up. (laughs) Thinking that. Officers. We were going to bust into the home and ransack it. (laughs) So I had to tell them, no, here's what happened. And it was such a stupid story that the cops 100% believed it because it was true. (laughs) Well, a little detective work here. If you're, were you inside when you broke it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just well, saying, the, had, had some weights inside the house, right? And I went to pick up like a deadlift type of thing, and I picked it up, and I went to move it, and the right end of it smashed through the glass window. Then any yeah, so broken broke. glass should be outside, hence you could prove to the cops you were inside. If you're outside and you break in, the glass is going to most of the glass is going to fall in inside. I yeah I don't remember this situation. I just remember the cops showing up at the door. Uh, they didn't draw their guns. We didn't get arrested. We didn't get handcuffed. Never been handcuffed. Just Although had to explain the stupidity. A friend of mine once did in that situation uh, uh, in high school did get cuffed, taken to the ground, the whole deal, and it was a case of mistaken identity. Uh, he fit the profile. Yeah, yeah, and that that was. I've never been in that situation. I've never been in jail or any of that stuff. Hopefully, never will be. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it was just the, the 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 friend of ours was so paranoid all the time of his parents. I mean, he just felt like he was in perpetual trouble if he jaywalked or something. Mm. He, he was he was paranoid. He reminded me of you before long before I knew you. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you got to knew me and know me, and then realized we weren't the same. We weren't twins, separated at birth. <laughs> Yeah, I just see. I mean, the rest of us, like two or three others, like chill, man. It's just a little glass thing. We'll get it fixed. And he thought his parents oh. were just going to ground him for the rest of his life uh. or something. Something stupid. I broke a window right in front of uh, mom once. Our our backyard. Uh, when I was in elementary school, the house we lived in then, it was uh, we were on a cul-de-sac, and so it was kind of triangular. And so we had been playing pickle, that kid's game, right? One kid's on a bag, there's two bases, and he tries to steal a base and go back and forth while the other two guys are playing catch, and you try to get in rundowns and all that. So we, a couple other kids show up. So we decide, well, five's not really enough to play workups. I mean, it could be, but we were kind of bored with it. So we decided we were going to play pickle with three bases. How old were you? Uh, we we moved out of that house in the seventh grade, so my guess is we're all in elementary school. We're probably yeah, second, third, fourth grade, third, Come fourth, on. fifth grade. You know, the kids in the neighborhood aren't all the same age, but they're close enough. And so there's there's five of us, and so we're playing this triangle in our backyard. But w- this is where we were stupid. Yeah, the, but you're you're ten years old. Yeah, this is where you were ten years old, not where you were stupid. Okay, <laughs> we still should have been able to figure this out. We put one of the bags in the corner right by the garage door and the sliding glass door that went into the dining room. Inevitably, 
a ball is not going to be caught and a window is going to be broken. Fortunately for us, we broke the smaller, less expensive window in the door that went into the garage. And mom was right, standing right at the washing machines. And the ball literally <laughs> stopped at her feet. There was no need to ask what happened. Everyone's standing out there with gloves and the ball and a broken window. I think we know what happened there. Yeah, but I mean, the age, come on. That, that, that goes with the territory. We bought a new uh, patio set, had a big glass thing and, and a round circular table, and we hadn't put it in, and our kid thought he could put it in. He thought he was going to try to help us, and of course he shattered it. I mean, he was like nine years old. I mean, was, that just goes, goes with the territory. All right, here's the last one for you. This comes from Clint. We'll give him the last word on this one. Uh, so based on Arizona, you know, losing a player in the pregame meal, <laughs> you ever do anything stupid to get hurt? Clint says, yeah, my brother stuck a model rocket engine on the ground with no rocket, and it dang near took my ear off. Ripped the lobe and burned my face. Ouchie. Probably want to put the rocket on that uh, rocket engine. <laughs> Direct that thing in the proper direction straight into the sky. All right, DJ and PK coming up. The Jazz lose the NFL playoffs. A couple of surprises, a couple of real predictable games as well, a couple of dramatic finishes. Uh, we'll get to that coming up. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, is here at 9 o'clock. And so that is on the way. Also later this morning, and we'll do this at 9.30. Yeah, can you remember to do it at 9.30? 9.30, we give away the Jazz tickets. Got a pair of tickets to see the Jazz play tomorrow night. We'll give them away at 9.30. Andrew joins us right now from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He is back. And, Andrew, no matter how many times you tell guys, there's only a percentage of them that are willing to come in in the last week or two since you were on last time. But there's another percentage who will be willing to come in in the next week or two. (laughs) That's right. Uh, 70% of men with ED do not seek treatment. So, basically, the majority of guys that are frustrated in the bedroom, uh, this is affecting the relationship, Maybe you're embarrassed and do nothing. The problem gets worse, and the relationship can be seriously negatively impacted. We have hope now. Wasatch Medical uses wave therapy. Men don't have to go to the uh, pharmacy. They don't have to get the pill. This technology delivers pressure waves into the blood vessels. Backed by pretty significant science, it opens up and regrows things, improves circulation enough. We can get rid of the ED and then the on-demand function, the spontaneity, can be restored. You've got uh, a lot of clinical studies backing all of this up now. We do. We have uh, over 50 now posted at wasatchmedicalclinic.com regarding our exact specific technology. Cambridge, the Cleveland Clinic, they've studied it, showed it to be safe and effective. It's been called the new standard of care for ED. Uh, I think... It's so established, the pill may someday be a thing of the past. You got a special offer. If people call right now, how much money are you going to save them? A lot, guys. We believe in delivering value. If you're ready to regain your love life or if you just want to improve in the bedroom, call us now. Uh, The exam, assessment, and blood flow ultrasound with the medical doctor, that's free. Uh, The gift that's worth the trip produces immediate results. And this part is cool. Blood work and testosterone that's free as well. 
Guys, if you want that special offer right now, call 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Andrew and the folks at Wasatch Medical Clinic standing by right now to help you put a stop to your ED. 801-901-8000. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, guys. This is Hanson Scotty. Let's do it. Joining us now, David Cantor, agent for Eric Weddle. Of all the players I've represented, I've probably represented 2,000 guys in the last 26 years. He was the most comfortable post-life of any guy I've ever represented. I can't stress this enough. He's never once said, hey, reach out to Sean and, and see what the Rams think. It was none of that. This was not initiated by us. This was not a desirous thing. Like, oh, man, I'd love to get a chance to win a ring again. Maybe we should sniff around some of the playoff teams. I did none of that. This is Eric Weddle loving his teammates, has unbelievable relationships. This is for the love of the game. What kind of a show is this? Catch Hans Olsen and Scotty G every day from noon to 3 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Brought to you in part... By the folks at Davis Vision, it's a new year and time for a new you. Davis Vision can help you ditch those glasses or contacts with LASIK. Schedule your free consultation today and save $1,000. Call Robin today at 801-253-3080 or visit davisvisionmd.com and make sure you tell them that The Zone sent you. Another disappointing loss for the Jazz. They get beat in L.A. by the Lakers. The Suns win again. The Suns keep doing what they do, and they keep pulling away. Five and a half games in front of the Jazz. The Jazz drop into fourth place in the West, a game behind the Memphis Grizzlies. And PK, they've talked a lot about winning the championship, and it's their time, but there have just been so many of these losses to sub-500 teams, and this is another one. Although it does get the Lakers right back at 500, but you get the point. These aren't championship-caliber teams, and the Jazz are dropping games to them. Will it come back to haunt them? Because if it doesn't come back to haunt them, who cares? But if it does, and I don't know that you can really tangibly say it, that it'll come back to haunt them. Uh, because if they win the first round, all right, they were going to get somebody really good in the second round anyway, right? So mm-hmm. what difference does it make? I don't know that I can draw a direct line and say, yeah, losing games one, two, three, four, five against these crummy teams cost you this or that, and I can tangibly have an attachment to these losses and the negative result. I don't know that I can do that. It's murky murky to me. Uh, certainly it doesn't look like they're going to catch the Suns, so they're not going to have the best record. And what does that mean? Uh, I, it all flushes out in the postseason. When that ball goes up, game one, of game one, everybody is 0-0, you know, and what you do at that moment, are these things signs of what is to come? I'm surprised Phoenix is playing this well. They surprised me last year, and so far, again, they're surprising me this year. Maybe that's on me, and I just don't give them the respect that they deserve. That's my own issue with them. We'll we'll see, and maybe they'll be the best team, and they'll advance to the finals for a second straight year. Remains to be seen. But it's still kind of murky. Uh, I, I was ticked this morning right off the bat. I was ticked watching the game. I just, you know, to me, what's the definition of san- insanity doing the same thing over and over and failing and expecting different results? It's to watch them continue to jack up those threes in that ball game and knowing that it's probably not going to go 
was just driving me mad. And it is the Lakers, and it does bug you when they lose to the Lakers. So you had all that. But now I've had some time here, an hour and a half or so, to sit back and think about it. And what does it all mean? I don't know what it all means. We'll, we'll find out in three months. Well, we know that if if Donovan and Bogey uh, don't score well, don't shoot well, uh, and, and those are not automatically the same things. There are certainly guys in the league that I think of that we think of as shooters, and guys we think of as scores. Those can be two different things. But when Mitchell, if you tell someone Mitchell's got thirteen points and Bogey's got five, and the game is over, what do you think happened to the Jazz? They lost. <laughs> exactly. Okay, but if we get into the postseason and they're chucking up a bunch of bricks. It's going to bother me even more than it bothered me on uh, losing on MLK Day. Well, there's a reason the phrase is live by the three, die by the three. And the phrase isn't quite as true as players shoot a higher percentage. I mean, it's still true. It just isn't true as often because you don't miss as many threes, so you don't die by the three as often. But they miss threes. They shot 26% as a team. And there were four guys who were combined one for 26. And... To a certain degree, you are how you play, but those two guys, you know, Bogey and Mitchell, I mean, they are three-point shooters, but I don't think... Well, first off, I, I've never really thought of Mitchell as a shooter. I've always thought he was a scorer. He's got too, di- too many different ways to score. I think he's both. He has gotten to the point where you have to say that because the three-point number has gone up. Bogey, I definitely thought of as a shooter when he got here, but we've seen him back guys down, get into the post, mid-range stuff, uh, drive and dunk and all that. And I don't know, uh, because I didn't see a lot of him in Indiana, how much of that he's always had, how much of that he's been given the green light and been told, hey, you really have to emphasize this. We have to have, we have to be able to punish teams to put a smaller guy on you. Uh, Did you see him in Washington, though? No. Okay, well, you just singled out Indiana. I didn't see him until he came here on a regular basis. You can see an occasional clip or a highlight, but it doesn't tell you what kind of choices he made. that he didn't back down a little bit more. Because he's got that skill. He used it last year, remember? Yeah. He had some, uh, like a prolonged shooting slump last year, Uh it seemed. And it seemed like he was going to the basket more. And I was surprised in this circumstance... Why he didn't do it. I mean, the, the outside shot, it didn't fall. Okay, I can live with it. You're a proven veteran, and over time, it's going to fall more often, and you're going to be effective. That's why you're in the league, and, and why you got the big money as a free agent. You got a lot of skill, you got size. You can, you know, you're not the best ball handler, but you, you're good enough and all that. So I can live with the outside shot not falling, but I was surprised for him why he didn't back down a little bit more because he's really good at that. And he did only go 0 for 4 from 3. So give him a little bit of credit there. It wasn't like he was 0 for 8 or 1 for 8 or uh, 0 for 6. Um, Speaking of Gay, Clarkson, and Mitchell, uh, there wasn't a lot of firing it up really uh, in that way. But he's got that skill to get some easier points. And at least if you're not going to get the field goals, then you can get the free throws. I think, you know, Clarkson did take the ball to the hoop. He does that a lot. And he didn't get those to drop either. I mean, the guy was two for seven on two-pointers. I mean, he just couldn't get anything to drop. I guess he had his two free throws. I would still want that. If it's it's not happening for you, 
try to do something else. I'm going to continue to hammer this. And this was an extreme example. So <laughs> it was. Maybe you just live with the extreme examples and don't make a big deal about it. But do you make a big deal about losing to all these sub-500 yes. teams? Yes. Because if you're a championship team, regardless of how you're built and how you play in the Jazz case, you know, obviously they're going to shoot a lot of threes. That's the plan. That's how they're built. That's why they acquired the guys they acquired, right? This decision started at the executive level and has been reinforced at the coaching level, and this is a skill set the guys have. But however you play, if you're a great offensive team, a great defensive team, you run more, whatever it is you do to be great, if you think you're a championship contender, you shouldn't have this long list of losses to these teams that aren't even mediocre. Well, the Lakers are mediocre, but they've been in a bad stretch. And you've got two losses to the Pacers and a loss to the Pelicans and a loss to the Magic, a loss to the Pistons, this Laker loss on top of it. If you're a championship team, you should be better than that. And, but those losses are why they're fourth and not first. And being first doesn't guarantee the championship, and they proved that last year. But I think everybody would feel better about them if they'd won some of these games, and if they weren't first, were at least second, and not trailing the Grizzlies, looking at a 4-5 series again. Yeah, but is that what they were saying last year with the uh, Milwaukee Bucks? Uh, probably. <laughs> I wasn't listening to Milwaukee Sports Radio, but there's a decent chance. Or maybe they didn't talk about the Bucks as much because they were talking about the Packers all the way into late January when they lost the NFC title game at home. I still think they are. A title contender, even with these losses. If you think otherwise, so be it. And Joe, you think these are the losses that force them to really grind, really stop glossing over details. All the details matter. All the little things matter. You're not who you want to be, so you got to push even harder. I'm not sure I follow that. Elaborate. If they were winning, I mean, they had flaws last year, but when you're winning. Do you hold yourself as accountable? Do you push as hard to correct the small flaws the coaches can always find in the film over the course of a 48-minute game? As opposed to right now, are there jazz players saying, we have got to be better? This is, that we have got to be better. Okay, but they're not better. <laughs> I know. You can say but whatever we'll, you want to say. I agree, they're not better. But it will over the next two to three months, they have a chance to get better. I mean, we're probably, we're probably almost exactly three months away from the start of the playoffs. Right. So just because you're not doing it now, I mean, the 97-98 teams got to the finals. They didn't win the championship, but they're held up as the gold standard here because those are the two times the Jazz have been in the finals. And you can go back and look at those teams and find stretches in January where they sucked and didn't look like a team that was going to the like finals. Like this? Even though they ultimately did. Well, we, we know they wouldn't be a combined uh, one for 26. They wouldn't, right. They Jerry would have punched each of them in the face. <laughs> it was a different era. But no, I think you can find stretches where they lost four out of five or five out of six. Doesn't seem like that that's true, but you'll go back and look and prove me wrong. I, I, know, so. it's, I, I know it's true. Well, yeah, I can I, look I, it up again, I, but I I've looked it up you. before. And yeah. I've never looked it up, nor am I ever going to look it up. Because <laughs> what the hell difference does it make 20 years ago? What uh, what matters now? I mean, I'm just worried about this team and what they're – my focus is on this team, not what they did in years ago, because everything is different. The parameters are 100% different. Uh, so, Well, you can just go back to last year and use the Bucks as an example instead of the Jazz. 
the Bucks had stretches last year where they definitely were not crushing it, and they I definitely did they not did. look like a championship team, and yet they ended up being the championship team. Well, they have the best player in the game, right? Once, once LeBron got eliminated, which was in the first round, you right? got a you got a two time MVP there yeah. leading yeah. to the title. And did the Jazz have that? No, they do not have a two time MVP. They have, yeah, they have a, a top five player in the game. Jazz fans would like to say yes, and when he's in a good stretch, we like to discuss it, but the answer is no. They haven't had that, and I don't think they're going to have it this year. Neither, neither Rudy nor Donovan has been named All-NBA first team. Yeah, Rudy defensively obviously is, yeah. but his complete game isn't. Uh, you know, at, at best, if, if you're going to look at people, and maybe it's somewhat of a popularity contest, but if you're going to look at start taking centers, I think at best he can, can do is third, because I think they're going to go with Embiid and Jokic, and you yeah. can flip flop those. I'm not giving you any particular order there. Uh, so, well, that's exactly how it worked out last year. Jokic yeah. was the MVP, right? And Gobert was third team behind Jokic and Embiid. Right, so he's going to be slotted in a third team there because those other two, uh, although may not be as good defensively, are substantially better offensively. Okay, but that wouldn't necessarily have to matter in the playoffs. Both those teams could get eliminated. They both, obviously, the Nuggets have major injury issues. You may not face them in the first round. They get knocked out by somebody else, and so that doesn't matter. Well, yeah, it, and well, Embiid and Philly similar. Yeah, but my point is that they don't have a top five player in the league. Yeah. Not whether they're going to beat not them whether in the they playoffs. have the MVP, uh, and I'm, they beat them in the playoffs two years ago. But you know, I don't know that they're even going to play each other this year. And that, that's the thing that uh, that it's a it's a like a two edged sword thing. The standings don't worry me as much, but at the same times they frighten me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> okay, I'm I'm more confused by that than I am by the three point shooting. Because of the fact that the potential of guys coming back who have not played at all, in the case of Murray, Kawhi Leonard, or in the case of Paul George, uh, Anthony Davis, guys have been out for a good while. If they're healthy, well, then these teams at the bottom could look substantially different and better so what difference does it make in terms of, all right, if I finish third or fourth, I mean, I'm just looking at the first round here. Yeah. Uh, you're going to get, maybe you get a team that's injured, but if you don't, then they're going to be really good. So does it matter if you're second, third, or fourth? And, and plus two, if you're, you could, you could end up being second and get sisters Lakers since they're the most recent example. And Davis is back and you know the, some of the role players, Reeves and these guys, have fit in. They could be dangerous. So, do you would it be better if you got uh, the sixth place team rather than the seventh place team? You know what I mean? Because I we do, don't right. we don't really know the sixth so place. So I'm not team, concerned, yeah. but at the same time, I have a potential to be frightened. Yeah, the seventh place team may not be the seventh best team when we get to the playoffs, and you may want no part of them because they're the team. I really think of all the teams you mentioned, the Lakers are the one most likely to do that. AD has the injury that is 
I think, the easiest to come back from. He's the guy who's going to miss the least time. I'm not convinced Kawhi's coming back at all. Yeah, but the Jazz lost to him without him in, in right. some of the right. games. So does that matter even anyway? But I also think that we're getting to a point in with the Jazz as far as the age of the team and the experience of the team where championship or bust, and if you can't buy into that, at least Western Conference final or bust. And yeah, it just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, you're going to have to play the Suns or the Warriors no matter where you finish. You're going to end up in the second round playing one of those teams, and they don't look like they're good enough to beat those teams right now. Now they're literally going to play these teams coming up in another week. So mm. we'll get a little bit of a measuring stick there, and the Warriors aren't Minimally. healthy. Draymond Green is out. But if they're not, I think most of his fans are looking at it. If you can't beat the Suns or Warriors, you're not getting out of the second round. And we've seen that movie, and that makes fans as frustrated and angry as losing to the Lakers again. And you're right, they could face somebody who knocks them out in the first round. But they've got to be a lot better if they're going to take down the Suns or Warriors in the seven-game series. True. And they got three months to get better. So get better, because there have just been too many of these losses, teams that are 500 or much worse— I mean, you've, you've lost four times to the bottom three teams in the East. I don't think they need to be better. I think they need to play to their capability. And be more consistent? I can buy that. Yeah. Yeah, I can buy that. Because when they have played very well, they have looked a part of a championship right, team. Right, right. They exactly. look like a real contender when they play well. But there are too many nights. You just can't be losing four games to the bottom three teams in the East. That's not okay. <laughs> we just can't gloss over that. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The NFL playoffs. We're almost halfway through them. One round, six of the 13 games in the books. We'll get to the surprises next. Stay with us. Lineup is here. Give it up, give it up, with the best coverage of the sports you love and the teams you can't live without. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10. Followed by Jake Scott and Ben Anderson from 10 to noon. Get your daily fix of Hans and Scotty from noon to 3. And then the zone welcomes unrivaled with Alex Curie and former NFL quarterback Scott Mitchell to the team. Weekdays from 3 to 6. Live and local. All day, every day. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. And now, really? your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer's strong play of the weekend. Really? They got to get up and clock the ball. Five, four, three, two. Dak will only get it off in time. No. With one second to go. Did he spike the ball in time or no, not? No, he did not. He did not. The 49ers have won the game. What do you got, Alex Camp? Did he spike it in time? That's oh, the that, end of the game. The game is over. The 49ers have won. They're on their way to Lambeau. Oh, my goodness. There's the Chevy Strong play of the game. The most dramatic finish of the first week of the NFL playoffs. Know it today, 450, unrivaled, and you can win fabulous prizes. BK, that was the most dramatic game. The other really competitive game was the Raiders and the Bengals. I expected both of those games to be very competitive. The game I thought had a chance to be competitive and ultimately ended up being the biggest blood I've ever seen. I don't ever remember seeing a team, and you can go back to any of the great offenses in the NFL, never face a fourth down in a game. Not one time. 
Didn't have to punt, didn't have to kick a field goal, didn't have to go for it on fourth down. You get the ball, you go down the field, you score a touchdown. You stand on the sideline until you get the ball back. And then you run out there and you go down the field and you score another touchdown. I thought the Bills were going to win, but I thought it would be competitive, and that was unbelievable. I've never seen a team trash like that. And no matter what you think of Mac Jones, rookie quarterback, what's his ceiling, how good can he be, how fast do you expect him to develop and all that, this, was, this wasn't the story of the game. The story of the game was the Patriot defense being helpless. Yeah, and Jason Cole said he wasn't surprised. I was surprised to the level. But at the same time, this is what I expected of the Bills in the preseason. I thought they were the runaway winner in the AFC East. And they put together a whale of a game, and they looked absolutely awesome. I gave up on the game. I mean, it was such a big blowout, and then we had basketball to watch on, on Saturday night. So, uh, you know, I went towards that, and BYU was playing at 9 o'clock and all that stuff. And uh, I was surprised, but at the same time, this is what I think they're capable of doing. I think they, they've got a lot of weapons there, and uh, we'll see. Because I, I thought that they were they were a favorite, not the favorite necessarily. I don't know that I had... I guess maybe the Chiefs were the favorite to go to the the Super Bowl in my mind. But I put them up there. I put them second. I put them ahead of Tennessee. Now, Tennessee ends up with the one seed. But as I said the other day, it seems like nobody talks about Tennessee as a legitimate number one seed. And if they're looking for motivation, I'm sure if I feel it, I'm sitting out here in Utah, that they should have a an acknowledgement of it uh, where they are, too. So we'll see how they do as far as that goes. Can they live up to that? Uh, if not, man, you like KC. They seem to they've been good for a number of years, and then the Bills are a rising team. Why did KC struggle so badly for five possessions? They had three punts and two turnovers. Now, when they get it together, they look like they can win the Super Bowl again. But you wonder if they're playing somebody else. Are they in a 14 or a 21 nothing hole, and then they're really pressing? It's 7 nothing. You're not pressing. There's so long to go in the game. But you get down two or three scores early. Will they be able to come back? I mean, they, they looked really vulnerable until they looked awesome, and it's really bizarre to deal with a team that seems to change that quickly. Yeah, I mean, that's who the, they've been. Was it that two, is who they've been this year. Ago? I mean, two years ago. No, the, the Houston uh, – the, um, was was, it was the Houston Texans? Yeah, was it Houston? Yeah, got them twenty four nothing, and they came yeah, back and won the game. And looked like they were going to get blown off the field, yeah. and they came back and won the whole thing. All right, more on the NFL playoffs coming up in the nine o'clock hour. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, is going to join us in our next segment. And at nine thirty, we're going to give away tickets to see the Jazz play the Houston Rockets. So stick around for that. We'll have the Jazz tickets coming up in half an hour. Right now, Andrew joins us from Wasatch Medical Clinic. And Andrew, I guess it's good that everybody doesn't come in at the same time to see you because you just you can't handle everybody at once. <laughs> That's right. Although some days are crazy here, a lot of guys struggling with ED, and word is spreading that, men, you may not have to take the pill anymore. You may not have to go to the pharmacy. Uh, we do a few 10-minute sessions with our acoustic wave therapy, and this is according to Cambridge. It can get rid of the ED. It repairs the blood vessels. Uh, one of the leading causes of ED is damaged blood vessels, maybe by the way we eat and live, and restricted blood flow. That's what our treatments reverse, and more blood flow in the bedroom. That's a great thing. Who doesn't want more of that? Uh, We've helped a lot of guys get their love lives back on track. 
And you've got the research to back it up. There is uh, plenty of proof. I don't know what's more compelling, the stories you hear from patients or the, sir, the, uh, the clinical studies you're, uh, you're reading. Yeah, those are two strong points. If you go to wasatchmedicalclinic.com, there are 50 third-party studies, uh, none of which came from us. They came from colleges, universities, hospitals. Uh, this is pretty heavily vetted technology. It's been shown to clinically increase blood flow. It's safe and effective for ED. It only takes a few treatments, guys, 10 minutes apiece, and you can get the spontaneity back. And you got a special deal for the, you know, there are a lot of reasons people don't come in. And for some people, it really is probably just financial. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you can come in and just ask questions, get analyzed. The doctor will do a blood flow ultrasound. It's totally free. Uh, call us now and a gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom. You'll love that. And this part, quite valuable, frankly, blood work and testosterone. That's free today as well. You can call right now and get that special offer. Call 801-901-8000. You can address the root cause of the ED problem at 801-901-8000. Call Andrew right now and get that discount at 801-901-8000. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you.